Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 101.1 FM The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is powered by our strategic partners, the Asheville Regional Airport. You know, your trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Why not take the easy way out? Plan your trip at flyavl.com. And by Appalachian Realty. You know, they've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. That's com. And just yesterday, I was out at Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park, and I'll tell you what, you can see one of the highest water waterfalls east of the Mississippi, and there is a lot going on over there right now. That's ChimneyRockPark.com. And if you're thinking about a trip to Italy, you need to contact my pals over at Private Italy Tours. You know you want to go, and they've got tours in 2019 that are available now. That's Private-Italy.com. And don't forget to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's SpeakingofTravel.net. And sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. I've got a lot of things in store for the rest of this year, so sign up today and be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel Facebook page, and you can get past podcasts and all kinds of great travel tips. Well, here's a little spoiler alert for this episode of Speaking of Travel. Be careful. This interview may inspire you to do something extraordinary with your life, because my guest today is Drew Binsky, and he has made traveling into a career. Drew is a blogger, a teacher, a traveler, an entrepreneur, an innovator, and he is so well-loved by many, including me. Welcome to the show, Drew, and thank you so much for hanging out with us today, all the way from Bangkok. Hi, Marilyn. That was the best intro I've ever received, so thank you so much for that, and I'm really happy to be here right now. Well, I am so happy to be talking to you, and I wish we were sitting in a cafe someplace eating some of that incredible food that you keep showing on your on your videos. Oh, my God. You just make me hungry all the time. <laughs> the, the food is really, really good here, but I actually am in a cafe now. It's 10 p.m., so it's <laughs> oh, halfway good. there. You are so right. So, Drew, I have to ask, where did you get this wanderlust? I mean, did other people in your family travel? Did you travel as a kid? Tell us a little about your background. Yeah, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I traveled a lot domestically for hockey tournaments, and my family traveled a lot. You know, we went to, like, Alaska on a cruise. We went to the Bahamas. We went to California a lot, New York. But uh, it wasn't really until my junior year of college at Wisconsin, uh, University of Wisconsin. I studied abroad in Prague, Czech Republic, and that, that sort of like opened up so many new doors for me. It was my first time overseas, and my eyes and ears were open to new cultures, new foods, new people, new experiences. And then um, I traveled to about 20 countries that semester uh, over five months. This is in 2012, uh, so six years ago now. And then uh, pretty much haven't stopped traveling since then. So 140 countries I've, I have visited until now. Wow. And how old are you? I mean, you're pretty young to be doing all of this. Yeah, I just turned 27. Wow. <clears throat> well, congratulations. That is so awesome. Well, let me ask you, what what trip do you remember taking first that just really uh, moved you? Where were you and, and what was going on? 
Yeah, um, so my actually very first trip overseas, I just told you it was Prague, but it was actually a year before Prague. It was to Israel uh, in 2011. I went on a trip uh, called Birthright, which is a kind of like a sponsored trip for Jewish um, Americans or actually any Jewish people, I think, that they send you to Israel. And that was just like, I was really, you know, shocked and in a good way and, and just like, wow, like really you know, I'm not super religious, but just going to some of these sites that you've heard about and just feeling the power of Jerusalem is, was really cool. So that was sort of like the very, very, very first time I was really uh, got into travel. Well, do you do you consider yourself naturally a, a risk taking kind of outgoing person? I know you are outgoing, but, you know, t- taking off like this really is a little uh, getting out of your comfort zone. Is that something that comes naturally to you? Yeah, it does. I'm naturally extroverted. I actually went, I told you I grew up in Arizona, and all my friends went to U of A and ASU, and I, I went to University of Wisconsin without knowing anybody. I just applied there, got accepted, and moved 2,000 miles away. Um, I went from the hottest summers to the coldest winters, and I just really loved it there. So, yeah, I always kind of like taking risks and putting myself in those situations. Well, what would you what you you give so much great advice and let's get out there first of all how can people uh connect with you because they may want to be connecting with you right now so sure. what's your what's your uh take on all that Sure. So by profession, like my job, I make daily travel videos on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I'm also all over social media, but basically it started off travel blogging and then kind of evolved into making videos. So they're like two to three minute little mini documentaries on everything, you know, wherever I go, telling unique stories about people, culture, food. And you can find me at Drubinsky, which is just my name, um, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram are my three biggest platforms. So if you just search for Drubinsky, um, you will find my name. And when did you uh, when did you realize that that travel and and setting up these blogs and and putting out these daily uh, little videos was the route that you wanted to take? Well, everybody likes travel, so I kind of I was always optimistic about that field. But um, I st- I st- let me back up a little more. I started teaching English in Korea right after college. I just moved to Seoul. And then I started my blog as a side project while I was making a full-time income from teaching. And then um, when I left Korea after two years, my blog was at a level where I was getting some sponsors. And slowly things were starting to, like, I wasn't making very much money, but just to cut my costs of travel. Like, I would get a free hotel, a free flight, whatever. And I don't know, it just it grew slowly. And there were a few big, like, aha moments where something went really viral. Um, for example, like, I made a video in North Korea, like, two years ago which has like 15 million views. And after that, I was like, okay, I just need to focus on video because that's what people want to see. That's where the eyeballs are. And frankly, I prefer making videos um, than writing blog posts because it's a lot more engaging. Well, I can tell you, I watch your videos on a daily basis, and it's always so exciting. And you bring in all these great people with you, too. It's, um, you know, you're out there, and you're you're living life, and you're bringing people in so we can really start um, – living vicariously through you with other cultures. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit because, you know, in all these 140-plus countries that you've visited, you've certainly met a lot of people. What's it like being out there, a young, white American? And red hair. (laughs) With red hair, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, speaking of people, I just try to connect, like, 
connect with people and cultures and just go to like faraway places and just so in a way just kind of bring peace among one another um it sounds like so cliche to say that but it's really kind of what i'm doing and just breaking stereotypes that places are unsafe i just got back from iran last month and i had an amazing amazing two weeks there it's honestly one of my top five favorite countries and the people are so humble and the media just unfortunately makes places seem so evil and and so dangerous and so bad and of course you have to take normal precautions but um you know iran seriously it's it's one of the safest countries and the people are so down to earth so friendly and i guess it's one of those things that you're really scared if you've never done it if if you like never left your home or whatever but once you just start doing it you just can't stop so i feel like i'm only getting started to be honest well, how important was it for you to uh, to make this epic journey and to start really visiting all of these countries? It's amazing. I, I didn't have the goal to visit every country until uh, maybe like three or four years ago when I was at like, I don't know, 80 countries. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm moving along. And there's, I, just, I just realized I have some other friends who have been to every country. There's only been about... 90 people in recorded history to visit all the countries and i'm hoping to be one of the next so i don't know i just really love to travel that's what it comes down to i i, I like i'm about to go to central africa to like 10 countries that most of the countries um people haven't even heard of before so <laughs> i'm excited though well it's exciting for us too because you're you're kind of like the ambassador you get to go out and experience life and and all these different cultures and then with your videos send us as if we were standing right there it's really awesome <laughs> thank you that's the power of social media and the internet honestly i couldn't do this 10 years ago cuz video wasn't really a, a thing i guess youtube was around 10 years ago but as far as people doing what I'm doing, it wasn't really around. So, Well, yeah. be, before we go to the break, tell us again, Drew, um, how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, it's just at Drew Binsky, so D-R-E-W and then B-I-N-S-K-Y uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's how you can find me. Well, that is easy enough. Well, thank you so much, Drew, talking to us from a cafe in Bangkok. I mean, I just feel like we're so connected and... We could be sitting here having a drink together, just you and me, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Someday soon, I promise. Someday soon, indeed. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be right back. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. 
Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Hi, we're here with Drew Binsky's talking to us from a cafe in Bangkok. And Drew, I'll tell you what, I've been I've been following you for a while and I have to say I, I'm I'm beginning to feel like you're part of my family. <laughs> I think that is a compliment for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you're just so fun and engaging, and you are really, you know, we talked earlier about being a risk taker and, and getting out there and trying new things, and I can tell you, I don't know very many people who will dive into some of the things that you do, and with so much enthusiasm, and um, the people you, we were talking about people in other cultures, they must just really love you when they meet you. Do they do they they like flock to you when you get into their scene. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I mean, I I really just try to get as local as possible. So I, I find people in other countries to really be proud of their country and want to show it off in in a good way. I think that's just kind of a normal standard. Like if if I came and visited you, you would be you know thrilled to show me around. And and likewise, if someone came to Arizona, I would show them around, or even Bangkok where I am now. So yeah, I think it's just um. Part of just having connecting with people, having fun, and doing as much as I can. I usually, because I'm trying to visit every country, I don't have that as much as I'd like in each place. So I just try to maximize my time and do as much as I can. Well, what would you say? Uh, because you have now traveled quite a bit in your short life, um, but tell me some of the things that traveling is teaching you. As because it's like a continual learning experience. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you're learning? Yeah, definitely a learning experience. Um, Honestly, like 99.9% of people are good people, and I just wish the media would focus more on the positive things happening, but unfortunately it's never anything positive, except for like like a couple weeks ago, those Thai boys who were stuck in the northern Thailand cave. That was a positive story because the whole, like a bunch of divers came out and, and rescued them, but that's like the only one that I could think of recently that's been a positive thing. So anyways... I just, I rarely meet, like, bad people. I mean, like, I mean, of course there's criminals everywhere. I'm not denying that at all. But 
people are very genuine and every human being has the same wants and needs. They need to make money to survive, they want to be loved, they need to eat, they need to sleep. And I actually find the more impoverished areas and more poor people are always the happiest and the most friendly. And so another point is like, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. That's that's the second point. Well, tell us a little bit about when you go into these um, underdeveloped and and smaller uh, villages with with local people, uh, maybe who don't really see a lot of outsiders. How how comfortable are you just kind of assimilating into that culture? Yeah, um, I'm very comfortable uh, anywhere, meeting any people. So I've been in uh, two, the two biggest slums in the world. Uh, there's one called Daravi in Mumbai and one called Kibera in Nairobi, Kenya. Um, the one in India, there's a million people living, with, living within one square mile. And um, there's one toilet for every 33,000 people uh, on average. So I know I, I walked through that whole place. I met with people. And, you know, it's kind of depre- it, it is depressing to see how they're living. But th- there's, like, production. They, they, there's, like, factories, and they use, like, used recycled materials to make other things. And, you know, they're making a dollar a day, but they don't seem to be complaining because they've never left their, their borders or, or, like, the, you know, the slum area. So... I don't know. Uh, my point is just people are genuinely happy everywhere and they're always excited to meet me. And like I'm, I think I'm more excited to meet them. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, let me ask you about your challenges. Are, what kind of challenges do you face now that you're a full-time traveler? Um, current challenges, uh, getting visas because I'm, I'm winding down on the rest of the countries. I have 53 left and about 80% of them I need visas for. So most of Central Africa, West Africa, some Middle Eastern countries, some uh, Pacific Island countries. So it's really challenging to plan these trips. It's, if you're going to Europe, it's so easy. You can just show up there and cross the border, no problem. But when you go to Africa, it's really intense, um, you know, making sure that you have local connections, making sure that your phone works because for obvious reasons. And, um, you know, it's really, really, really expensive also in these places. Um, the, le- the more less touristy a place is, the more expensive it gets, um, generally speaking, not really for Eastern Europe, but um, in Africa. So I don't know, just, find, you know, planning my trips and other challenges I face is like I make videos every day and it takes me a long time. And if I am in a, a place with bad Wi-Fi or non-existent Wi-Fi, it makes it a lot more challenging. So um, just staying on top of my work and trying to answer comments, it just it's, it's almost nonstop work. <laughs> well, I read something that you had written uh, about this very subject, in fact, because, you know, people envision, oh, you know, if I could just travel the world and make it my living and, uh, you know, be carefree and kick back, really don't understand that you are working. And a lot of, even though you're having such a grand time and an epic adventure, you're still working right (laughs) yeah i work about 80 hours a week so i I don't do anything leisure i don't watch any tv um pretty much from the second i wake up if i'm not shooting a video i'm editing a video or i'm you know writing a blog post or answering emails until i sleep so i can't remember the last day that i didn't work and that is an honest statement (laughs) (laughs) well what would you say to someone who who works in a cubicle let's say and you know has a spouse and has kids and they're paying off a mortgage but they want to add some excitement and adventure to their lives what would you say to to get them kind of moving on that 
Yeah, the hardest part is just to start. If you, like I said, if you've never left before, then it becomes really intimidating. But like, just go. I mean, those are my favorite two words. Just go because once you book your first plane ticket, and even if you have a family, I know pl- plenty of families who travel um, together. And you don't have to go all the way to Asia. You can start with Mexico. You can start with um, Guatemala or, or the Bahamas. I mean, if you've never been to those places, um, and you can like, I think now you've never been able to travel cheaper. I mean, I, like I just booked a flight home from Bangkok round trip for $700. I mean, that's really, really cheap to get from Thailand to Arizona. So yeah, I mean, travel is very accessible. Um, if you guys want any tips or advice of where to go, just send me an email or reach out to me on social media and I'm more than happy to help. That is awesome. And that's something that is really so great about what you're doing in addition to, you know, bringing us closer to the action by producing these wonderful videos and, and sharing your enthusiasm. You share yourself, you know, you, you say right out loud, hey, if you want more information, just send me an email, contact me. How do you keep up with that? You must have a lot of people who do that. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing. I want to be a resource for people. I want to be an inspiration, and I, I have to be there to help them. I don't want to just be like a you know a fantasy figure that just travels and then he goes silent. So, um, yeah, I really try to be on top of my game. Of course, I'm getting in the thousands now of e- emails, comments, and messages, so I, I kind of – if it's the same question where I've answered it 10 times, if someone says, how do you make money? I just don't answer it. Or, you know, if they ask me a really specific question, then I'll answer. But yeah, I really um, like to be a resource for people. And so. to be that resource, you've, you've got to have a, a place to put the information. So tell us again, before we go to break, what, um, how we can find you on, on all these social media platforms. Yeah, so it's just at Drew Binsky, D-R-E-W space B-I-N-S-K-Y. Um, I have a website, which is DrewBinsky.com, but, but I'm most active on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So if you search for Drew Binsky, you'll find. Yeah, and once you do, then uh, follow Drew, because I'm telling yeah, you, I've follow. been, yeah, I've been doing this for a while, and I'm really thrilled, Drew, that you're taking the time, that you're on the show, and that you're going to be able to... Um, Give us some tips, too, as we move forward here, because I'll tell you, every day when I get that video in my uh, in my inbox or I'm, I'm online and I'm on your Facebook page and I'm watching where you've got – the other day I was watching one where you were in Thailand and you were on a boat in a, in a floating market. Oh, that was yesterday. Yesterday. yesterday oh, yeah. my gosh. I just yeah. – <laughs> that was awesome. So, well, listen, we'll be back after the break talking with Drew Binsky. He's talking to us from Bangkok. Thank you so much, Drew, for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey, and I'm with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. 
it is a myth that there is a better day of the week to book an airline ticket in order to get the best price. Airlines are constantly adjusting their airfares up and down using sophisticated revenue management software tools, taking into account historic booking trends, competition, and current booking trends. However, it is important to book at least three weeks before your departure date, and even further out if possible, to obtain the most competitive price. But also, if you have flexibility regarding your travel dates, it makes sense to compare pricing based on slightly different itineraries. Sometimes one day's difference in your itinerary can save pretty big bucks. Again, this has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. When you fly home, you're home. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Whether your trip to Italy reminds you of days past, a honeymoon, or a long-ago backpacking trip, come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. Picture your own private villa or four-star hotel, private guides who speak and understand the local culture, and days planned for your ease and comfort. This and so much more awaits you during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Well, we're heading down the Gourmet Highway today with our tour guide, Doc Lawrence. Today, Doc is in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is home to the National Corvette Museum, I hear. Well, hey, Doc, I can't wait to hear what you've planned over there in Bowling Green. I hear there's so much to see and do. Marilyn, listen carefully, and you can hear that old Everly Brothers song about this city. A man in Kentucky sure is lucky to be down in Bowling Green. And that's where I am right now. I'm in Bowling Green, Kentucky, only a couple of hours away from Nashville. And Bowling Green, Maryland, has all the charm of that deep south city. This place is literally awash in museums. The historic Rail Park Train Museum is here, which was once the headquarters of the Louisville and Nashville Railroad. There's a Pullman car here that you would not believe the luxury in that. Most people don't ride trains these days, but if you ever did, this is nostalgia like you've never experienced. Marilyn, when you crank that Corvette up of yours, 
I want you to know that it was made right here where Doc is, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Every Corvette on the planet Earth has been made here since 1981. If you get tired of riding Corvettes and watching them being made, you can always take the Lost River Cave Cruise. That's underground on a boat. There is nothing like it. Bowling Green, Maryland is a college town. It's home to Western Kentucky University. And this provides some of the great art benefits of any college town. Who remembers Duncan Hines, the great food critic and baker whose products sat on the shelves of supermarkets coast to coast? This was Duncan Hines' home, and his museum here is a walk through the convections and the baking that made his name a household word in early America. I'm talking about the 1950s Maryland. Supermarkets were stocked with his products. His cookbooks sold just like Martha Stewart's do today. The restaurants and bars here in Bowling Green are among the best in the tri-state area. The White Squirrel Brewery is one of my favorite places. It's good food, it's local, the beer's made on the premises, and the people, like all Kentuckians, are just friendly. Bowling Green at one time was the Confederate capital of Kentucky during the Civil War. Something about America that most of us don't realize that Kentucky was kind of split in the Civil War. It was Union for a while, it was Confederate for a while, and it's fascinating to come to this city. The museum at Western Kentucky University documents all of this. This is a fun town. There's a lot to do here. It's a walking town. It's very southern, but it's very, very close to the Midwest. Well, Maryland, I guess it's about time for me to zip up that travel bag and head on out. This is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway in Bowling Green, Kentucky. For Maryland Ball and speaking of travel, saying so long for now, and I hope to see you soon in your city. Thanks, Doc. Bowling Green is totally on the radar now. I can't wait to get over there. Bye for now. Hey, you can follow the journey with Doc on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I'd like to be visiting Bangkok right now and sitting with my guest, Drew Binsky, having a coffee. Drew, thank you so much. What did you say? It's like 10.30 p.m. there? 10 p.m. right now, but I'm awake and happy to be on the phone with you. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I am loving this conversation with you because, you know, seeing you every day is like, hey, Drew. (laughs) It's like we want to just get through the screen somehow and and be there with you. So tell me how, you know, you've got all of this experience now and travel under your belt. Let's talk a little bit about social media, because that's a big part of what you're doing. And how did you come to, as you were developing your um, your your brand, if you will, who you are, what you do. How did you go about um, putting all that together and gaining so many followers? Yeah, it just slowly started. So, like, when I moved abroad, you know, Instagram was just coming out. And, you know, you know, it, it things have moved really fast, put it that way, in the social media field. So I started with travel blogging, which is not social media. It's just a website that I owned. And I wrote, you know, weekly blog posts. And it just slowly grew. And then... 
um, when I was in India, after I left my teaching job in Korea, I went to India for three months. And when I was there, I realized the potential of Snapchat, which is now currently on its last leg because Instagram kind of took it over, but that's a different story. I realized um, Snapchat was getting really popular and I jumped on it like, quicker than most people um, to start using it to share my travels and gain an audience. So I, I was really like, at one point I was getting like 20,000 views per snap that I was sh sharing. And this was before Instagram stories came out. So this is, this is 2015 in like February or something. So yeah, I just kind of went off with Snapchat and I was collaborating with brands and making, you know, some decent money from Snapchat. And then it just, that sort of led to Instagram, which led to making videos. So it's just kind of like one thing to the next. And I always try to look in the future, like in two years from now, what's going to be the most popular platform. And of course, nobody knows. It's like stock market. You just kind of like guess. But um, I know for a fact that video, everything has been moving to video and I think it will keep driving in that direction. So I'm focused on um, continuing to make daily travel videos. And do you do you use your phone? Do you have a video camera? How are you making those little videos? Yeah, I have a, a digital camera, not digital, um, what's it called? Yeah, I have a handheld camera. It's not cheap. It's like $2,000. The Panasonic Lumix GH5. Um, and I use that to film everything. And then I edit everything on my MacBook Pro. And then I just need Wi-Fi to upload it. So... Uh, but I, I'm a one-man band. I create, I write all the scripts, I create all the content, I do all the shooting, I do all the editing, I do everything. So I, I would like to have a helper, but um, at the moment, I do everything by myself. Wow, that's a lot of work. You know, we were talking yeah. about how much work you were, like, putting in 80 hours a week just putting all of this together so you can share it with us. That's, that's a big task. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it, when you love what you do, it doesn't seem like work, so I don't call it work. It's just I love it, you know. And that is so obvious when you when you watch your videos, and I'm holding the mirror up here for you, Drew, to, to tell you as somebody who follows you is, you know, you're so exuberant. Your, your smile and your enthusiasm and, you know, you're like, wow, this is so awesome. And it is so awesome because we're there with you and you're just making everything look like it's just so much fun. Thank you. I think my parents raised me well to be optimistic, so that's a good thing. <laughs> it absolutely is. And you are not afraid to put things in your mouth. Uh, you just will, like, try anything, right? Anything and everything. That's part of the food is, is one of the biggest reasons why I and I think anybody else travels. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually just did a blog post uh, for my newsletter about travel and food because that is by – by far, I don't know that people really realize just how much fun it is to eat in other cultures, even in just other states. You know, I know sure. people who go right. down to New Orleans just to eat the crawfish. Crawfish etouffee, one of my favorite dishes. <laughs> well, there yep. you go. So like you were saying earlier, you don't need to be, you know, going to all these exotic places just to get started. Just go somewhere in your own backyard and eat a different dish, Right. Sure, and the U.S. is a country of immigrants, and you have people from literally every single country living um, in one border. So, yeah, you can just, if you go to any major city, if you go to New York or L.A. or Chicago, or I'm sure you've got stuff in North Carolina, but you can find really good dishes anywhere. So Absolutely. Well, when you come to North Carolina, we're going to feed you some barbecue. <laughs> 
Yeah, I would love to. I'm craving that. You can't really find good barbecue and good Mexican food in Asia. It's like non-existent. I bet. Well, when we come back, Drew, I want to catch up with you more about some of your stories. I, you know, you've just got so many, and, and let's tell some. Sure. Looking forward. All right. This is Marilyn Ball. We're talking to Drew Binsky. He's talking to us from Bangkok. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi, or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Hi, it's Marilyn Ball. You're looking of travel with my guest, Drew Binsky. We're talking to Drew from Bangkok. It's later in the evening, and he's not even in his jammies yet. He's sitting there in a cafe. Drew, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, you know, you were talking about, we. you mentioned your parents must have done something right. I think they did something very right. You are just having so much fun, and you're so optimistic, and you're you're really doing a service to, to the world, you know, because I'm a big fan myself of bringing cultures together, letting people know that people are people everywhere. And right. You do that. You're front and center with that. Your videos are all about the people. You must just yeah. get a rush when, you, when you're out doing this. I love it so much. You know, I just try to show Americans, specifically Americans, that the world is just not as dangerous as you think. And 
um, break stereotypes and just kind of go in go into the deep end and just see what you discover so i love it i really do i know it shows so much well let me ask you about um you know some of the you must have so many wonderful stories there's there's a book in here somewhere (laughs) (laughs) right well give us an idea of um I'm curious if there was uh, uh, somewhere that you went that turned out to be totally different than what you expected. Good question. Um, I just talked about Iran. Do you want me to talk about that or should we talk about something else? Yeah, no, let's go there because there's so much, you know, so much noise these days. Let's let's focus on that a little bit. Yeah, so Iran and just the Middle East in general is, is really one of my favorite regions, if not my favorite region. The Arabic hospitality, um, the people, and it's funny because I'm, I'm Jewish and American, and you would think that both being a Jew and an American would be like a red flag to go to these countries, but it's really not. I'm very open about Judaism. I'm very open about being an American when I meet face-to-face with these people, and almost, yeah, not almost, not once has anybody disrespected me or, you know, told me off you know in public or anything so yeah iran i just got back two weeks in iran last month um really 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 enjoyed it we went all around the country it was a organized tour the only way that americans are able to visit to get a visa is on a guided tour it's mandatory so um i was on a tour with a company called g adventures which is great um they're based out of canada and there was about 10 people on our trip my girlfriend was one of them and we were just went all over the country. It's very historical. I mean, you guys probably know ancient Persia has one of the cradles of civilization where humans kind of first existed. And But history aside, I mean, just meeting with people face-to-face, and they, they really love America. It's so funny because nobody would assume that. But when you tell them you're American, they, like, really want to speak to you more. And, you know, they don't, you know, they just... I'm not talking about politics, but they'll just say, oh, Trump, like, what do you think about Trump? And it's not like it's not always in a bad sense um, that they bring it up. And I don't know. It's just really humbling to be able to experience that. It's humbling just hearing you talking about that, because, you know, like I said, there's so much noise out there today. And and it's hard to really be able to have a, a true, real perspective of the people that are living their lives, like you said, trying to make a living, supporting their families, uh, you know, having a quality of life. And for you to be there and to experience that and then share that with us uh, is very powerful. Yeah, I, like I said, I love sharing and I feel like it's not even work when I, I get like more excited to make the video and share it with everyone than almost to go to the place itself. So it's just, it's a win-win all around. That's the way I see it. Well, let me ask you this because I'm sure people are, are starting to wonder, how do you afford all of this, Drew? I mean, what, what kind of budgeting are you doing on the road? Yeah. So when I first started traveling, I had a very micro budget, something like maybe a thousand bucks a month that I would live on that included transportation, flights, food, everything, which is not very much, but in, in the States, it's not very much, but in countries like India and Nepal and Vietnam, it's actually like triple the amount that you think that it's worth or maybe the value for the dollar. So I started off in 2015, you know, with not very much money and then just slowly kind of climbed up the ladder. And um, I make most of my income now from YouTube and Facebook ads, maybe 60% of my income. And then the rest is like sponsored trips. So I work with tourism boards. So like basically governmental organizations of whatever country or even state I've worked with visit Florida, visit, um, I actually worked with Hilton Head, which is your neighbor, 
Uh, I worked with Visit California and, you know, I, I, you know, the Korean Tourism Board, South Korea, and done stuff with Bolivia. So, yeah, they'll just invite me out and I'm just promoting the country in my own way and I'll get paid for it. And then, yeah, just different brands like Booking.com, for example, I work with them. Allianz Travel Insurance, I work with them. So, I don't know, just um, I don't try to sell out, meaning I don't try to, like, do every single opportunity I can. I just got to limit myself. And the most important part is to stay authentic and to my brand. I don't want to be like, hey, drink this Coca-Cola. You know, like if I do that, it's just people are going to be annoyed. And I want to I try to stay away from that. So, yeah, that's how I make money. Well, you're getting a lot of media attention these days. You're really becoming um, something of a, a celebrity. Drew, how does that feel? I never even think of it in that way. And it just... It, I've never even had anyone tell me that I'm a celebrity. So I don't know. It's just, um, I'm just riding the wave. It's just really fun. And yeah, I've had, I think I just cracked 200 million video views um, over the last 18 months when I started making videos. So things are ramping up quickly. That is ramping up quickly. Well, tell us what you've got going in the future. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, I'm planning to visit, to finish all of the countries in about two years. So I have a lot of work to go. As I mentioned earlier, getting visas and planning that is really tedious. But um, I'm just going to keep going. And my ultimate goal is to get, you know, a show on American television, something like what Anthony Bourdain had, who was my idol. Um, but it doesn't have to be on a big network like CNN. It could be on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Um, but getting a, a show where I can film and be my personality, but I don't have to sit on the computer and edit all day, which I do for about six to eight hours every day. Um, that's really the goal. So I'm just kind of slowly working my way to that goal. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to make an affirmation that we are going to get you to that goal, Drew. We, I can see you being that Anthony, Anthony Bourdain, who we miss so much because we loved him so much. You know, when I watch your videos, I think, wow, there's a young kind of Tony himself right there. You're doing all of those things that he did for us to show us what other cultures are like, to have fun and eat food and just mm -hmm. be with the local people. I take that as a huge compliment because I, me and my dad used to watch No Reservations, Anthony Bourdain's old, old show when I was in high school. And that, you know, I was just like, wow, this is so cool. And I think my videos today, the style of my video is really based on the foundation of Anthony Bourdain's approach and his, like, the way that he just goes in and meets people and t wants to know everything about their country. And, of course, he focuses on food, which is on, not my main focus. I, of course, I love food, but, um, but the way that he just connects with other cultures and people, I really try to be like him, like he was. Well, you're doing a really great job, and I've read a lot of interviews with him over the years where he talks about his goals as a younger, uh, you know, after he got out of the kitchen, to mm -hmm. to be able to really showcase other cultures, and so he could bridge that that perception and bridge that gap of understanding and compassion and empathy with people all over the world. And you're definitely following in those footsteps. Thank you so much. Like I said, that's a huge compliment to me. Uh, we all miss Anthony Bourdain dearly and his episode and his, his episodes and his legacy will carry on forever. So, yeah. yeah, well, you're out there now creating your own legacy, Drew. And I just am, I'm, you know, I'm not your mom, but I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> 
Thank you, Marilyn. My <laughs> mom will probably listen to this, and she will be very happy. I'm so. so glad. Well, hopefully someday I can meet your family because they're inspiring to me right now. I can tell you that. Just hanging out with That's you, wonderful. and so let me let's let's get your info out there again, Drew, so people can follow you and um, and have the excitement that I have every day when I get to watch your video. Yeah, so my name is my brand, so it's just Drew Binsky, D-R-E-W-B-I-N-S-K-Y, and that's also my handles on all social media. So if you just go to Facebook and go to the search bar and type in Drew Binsky, same on Instagram, same on YouTube, and if you follow, uh, you will see my profiles and all of my content that I post every day. Well, thank you, Drew. You know, this has really been a pleasure for me, and someday you and I are going to look back and say, remember when we did that podcast that time? (laughs) And now look what we're doing. Absolutely. Once again, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure and um, can't wait to hear this again in the future. Well, you will. Well, thanks, Drew. I will keep up with you soon. Take care. You too. All right. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out this week and try something new. Try a new food. Take a hike. We have the most beautiful mountains anywhere, and I want you to go take a hike and smell the flowers and take in the beauty of the natural world and dream. Dream big. And remember, as you go out there in the world today, don't postpone joy. 